Welcome to It's a Mom's Life. Last week, we had some fun and we chatted to Gladys Simon, working mom and life coach, which was such a heartwarming conversation. It was an awesome interview. And once again, we were reminded that we are all human and that it's okay to make mistakes. But important, most important, to be present with your children. So it was really, really awesome. Um, go and watch that show. It's um, it's going to be awesome. But this week on It's a Mom's Life, I'll be looking uh, at being a great listener. Do we listen? And I don't mean hearing. I'm actually talking about paying attention and listening. Well, let's get chatting. Listening to Active FM. This is where it's happening. Amen. That's how it is, and that's how it goes. Okay, so we're going to talk about um, you know listening, listening skills. So hearing, did you know, is different to listening. Obviously, it's got a different meaning, um, dictionary. But you know, if one says hearing and listening, you kind of think it's the same thing. It's actually not the same thing. So according to keydifference.com, hearing is nothing but a sense that helps you receive sound waves and noise by ears. So all you're doing is receiving noise and sound waves, right? That is what hearing is. It is the power of perceiving sounds. On the contrary, listening is when you receive the sound waves and understand it by paying full attention to the words and sentences of the speaker. Paying full attention, right? So point number one here, um, you know, pay full attention. Don't use your phone. Don't do cooking. Don't be putting away washing. Don't be on your phone doing things like messaging or on another call or whatever, you know, um, put away everything else and actually listen to your child. It's a gift to listen to your child. Your child will know when you are not listening, right? In fact, uh, my kids often say to me, mommy, you aren't listening to me. It's so funny because um, I'll literally, you know, be busy with something and they'll be like, mommy, 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 and they'll say something, yes, yes. And they'll say something and eventually they'll know I'm not listening and they'll be like, mommy, you're not listening to me, right? They'll get frustrated. So turn off your phone, the laptop, put the laptop away. It's possibly the most important thing that your child will remember is when you actually sat down and listen to them. Number two, we are looking at use conversation openers rather than conversation closers. Okay. And today we're, we're getting, uh, you know, some of our information from uh, ahaparenting.com, um, which was a very good article. And, you know, I thought, um, you know, I'd share some of the items that I thought was quite relevant. But on ahaparenting.com, it says conversation openers acknowledge and reflect feelings, right? without judgments or suggestion, rather than shutting down the feelings. Like, you know, when you kind of say, it's not okay to do this. Don't do that. You can't feel like this. But it says here, they also usually work better than direct questions to help your child feel comfortable, opening up to you. Questions put the other person on the spot. 
and can cause defensiveness, especially when they begin with why, right? Why do you do that? I want you to think about yourself, right? Um, when someone says to you, but why did you do that? Why do you do this? You kind of feel on the spot. You, you almost get offended. Now, offense is not okay, but a child doesn't understand what offense is. We need to be able to help them with their feelings. Now, I know, uh, you know, I've done this before, right? Why did you do that? Why do you act like that? But some suggestions that ahaparenting.com has given is said, um, use conversation openers. So, for instance, you sure sound angry at your brother. Kind of make it a little bit more subtle. Sure, you know, you sound a little bit angry with your brother. Or you seem worried about um, the field trip or today, you know. Um, just sort of making them aware that you are aware, almost, of the situation. This almost helps them to understand that there's a feeling involved, okay? Helping them to understand that you're aware, um, help them to understand that there's a feeling and they need to do something about that feeling instead of, you know, acting on the feeling. Um, you know, we've had conversations before where it's not good to act on your feelings and that's how we need to teach our children. Um, but here are some conversation closes that we should avoid, you know? Like, you just have to make the effort and get along with your brother. So it's kind of like, we're not even discussing this. You just have to do what I'm telling you. Don't be such a baby about the field trip. Of course you're going. Like, there's no decision here. Listen, th that's it. What is, is, you know. Um, I used to use ones like, stop it now. Or, I will punish you if you don't do this. Etc. Not helping them understand the reason for, for what they did or, you know, what they did that was wrong, or how they should learn from what they did. Uh, we need to teach them this. And and this this is sort of like, um, you know, a bit of um, ideas, maybe, um, of how you can actually do that. So avoid questions. Why are you so angry at your brother? Um, why don't you want to go on the field trip? Um, I've always, you know, not always, but sometimes I find myself saying to my children, you know, why don't you want to eat that? What is wrong with you? That kind of thing, you know. Um, I've used, I've used. Why do you do that? I've used. Why don't you? Um, that's a stupid question, right? To try to stay away from why, why questions. Try not to use the why questions because they so often just put someone in such a um, in a position, and the child possibly wouldn't, wouldn't even know how to answer your question. Um, we're going to be listening to a song now, and that song's going to be from Reactive the Movement, and the song's name is Passion.
Hello guys, I'm Rika. I'm Antoinette. And we from Open Doors, revisiting Active FM. Okay, getting back onto the topic. So we need to use words that validate our child's experience, right? Words that will help them to understand, almost like feeling words or words with feeling. So you don't want to say too much, just enough to create safety. So help the child understand that you, you understand their feelings. You know that there is a feeling here and you acknowledge the feeling. Kind of like, oh no, or no wonder you're upset, or nothing seems to be going right for you today. That's horrible. I'm so sorry I wasn't there to help you. Or that must have been so embarrassing, or upsetting, or frustrating, or scary. You're sort of pulling out those words, um, you know, going, this is possibly how you felt, because they may, may not be able to communicate it. Or something like, that would have hurt my feelings too. Just bringing them into the safe place to go, listen, I know that you're feeling a little bit terrible. Let's work on that feeling. And I guess this is like having compassion. The Bible talks about this so much, loving people to repentance. Not condemning them, just loving them. It's the same with our children, and sometimes we tend to, to um, you know, with our children, not do this as often um, because they're our children. But we need to be mindful to be to have compassion to go. Oh, that's terrible. I'm sorry that happened to you. I understand how you feel, or give that word so that they know that you actually understand. The next one is empathize instead of probing. So, saying something like, "You seem sad." Or you're very quiet tonight may help your child to open up you know um, because now they feel like they're in a safe place so avoid using things like what's wrong or tell you how you or, or tell me how you are feeling um, when you ask them to tell you how they are feeling you know depends on what age they're at um, they possibly won't be able to tell you <laughs> Uh, the next one is don't put your child on the spot. Um, I know that, you know, for all of us, especially when we're angry, we're like, now I'm going to like go in there and blast my child to Timbuktu. But that's not exactly the way to go, right? Don't put your child on the spot because then you can't sort things out and then there's only anger and frustration. So according to ahaparenting.com, kids often open up more when we aren't looking directly at them. So like kind of when you're like, you know, busy doing the dishes so I heard you did this today or, you know, so I heard that there was a problem kind of thing. Your child may feel more comfortable talking while driving in a car or doing dishes or walking down the streets. Um, sometimes when we turn the lights out at night, kids pour out their souls to us in the dark. Now, I've never had that. Um, but, you know, I have had often where, um, you know, Joshua will come to me whilst I'm busy with something because he feels like, it won't be too embarrassing almost to speak to you because you're not completely focused um, on on the problem or the situation. You're more like interested in how he feels. So I guess it brings an atmosphere of no one will judge you. And whatever it is, is not a big deal that it can be sorted out. It can be fixed. And this calms the child and makes the child understand, okay, you know, I don't need to worry. I don't need to be embarrassed. It's so important for your child to know that there's a safe place. Um, not to say that you can't, um, you know, reprimand. And there's definitely time for that. But especially when there's sensitive situations, like at school, 
problem with friends or perhaps bullying or something like that you want to be able to approach these things at a very different level don't start by trying to change the feeling or cheer her up him or her up um, you can't change their feeling their feeling is there and it's normal for every person to have feelings um, and feelings is sort of like a gauge to tell us whether there's something wrong or not so it says in in ahaparenting.com i promise you empathizing with the with the bad feeling is the fastest way to let it dissipate arguing her out of the bad feeling just invalidates her or pushes it under to resurface later that doesn't mean you magnify or wallow the negative feeling you don't go oh that's i can see exactly why you feel like that and you know what i understand because that's just going to turn into gossip definitely not later on says once she has a chance to notice and accept and maybe express the feelings she'll feel ready for cheering up right she'll be like have you ever had those moments where you just want to freak out as a parent you want to freak out you don't want anyone to tell you not to freak out you want to have your moments and then afterwards you pick up your crown and you walk away that's exactly how we should help our children instead of having this prolonged feeling of whatever it is of sadness or anger um, having them speak to you in their moments of whatever, frustration, anger, sadness, um, and then having them acknowledge and understand that there was a problem. And now they can go, okay, now I'm over my problem and you can even help them with this. Then help them cheer up, then help them overcome their problem. Always getting them to the place of, um, wanting to mend the situation and I guess telling them they can't feel that way you know it's not a good thing instead of helping them understand it's a feeling and then helping them uh, helping them control their feelings is what we should be doing as parents we're going to be going into a song called jump so high
Lighter shade, yes. The darker shade, and there is absolute shade. And and you do not want to be absolute. Yes. Huh? Hey, you puppy, you don't want to be absolute. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> you better not have your eyes on anything with legs except Jesus when you go to church. <laughs> Okay, the next one. Don't start solving the problem. Um, you know, I think often as parents, um, you know, we want to solve the problem. I was chatting to someone the other day um, who actually studied psychology. And she, she said to me, um, often when she's speaking um, to, to people or to, you know, trying to help someone out of a situation um, or a problem, bringing them through a problem, she'll ask them questions in terms of, you know, how do you think you can fix that? What do you think you can do? Instead of just solving problems for people, actually helping them and guiding them to actually solving their own problem. This is what it says in ahaparenting.com. The point is to let him get past his upset so that he can begin to think about solutions himself, not to solve it for him. When he expresses his feelings about something, you'll want to listen and acknowledge rather than jumping in with solutions. That means you'll have to manage your own anxiety about the issue. So it's funny, it's actually spoken here quite nicely about the fact that um, you know, when you try and solve your child's problem, you now, it now becomes your problem. Um, and not to say that your child's problem is not your problem and you should leave it, but you shouldn't get emotionally involved. You should be the one outside of the box going, okay, how do you think you can fix that? Okay, well, these are some suggestions. What do you think would work? And this sort of gives the child an understanding and, um, you know, control over their own mind going, I have the ability to fix this. And that is so important. I get this, but I think it's, it's also important for a parent to allow them to understand their feelings. You know, it's, it's um, so definitely helping them, um, you know, solve problems, but they also need to know, understand the feelings 
um, but also gets to the point where they understand that there's always a way to fix it. Uh, that's what brings us to the next point, right? They speak about here, close your mouth. Try not to lecture. Your child will clam up. So if you begin to lecture, you can't do this. Why did you do that? How can you? But you've got to understand that this, this, and that, you've got, you can't do that. If you want to let your child know you're listening, make short sounds like, hmm, ah, oh, okay. Obviously, don't be sarcastic about it. Um, but you can help them find the solution to the problem. We shouldn't be freaking out and, you know, doing a whole bunch of lectures. Um, it's really, uh, you know, it's, it's not good to lecture your child, but actually sitting down with them and helping them understand. And the biggest thing here is actually um, loving your child enough to actually sit down with them, not giving them the lecture. Um, helping them to get over the problem is so, so very important. So keep the conversation safe for your child by managing your own emotions. Again, don't freak out. I think we said this in a couple of shows before. You know, keep level-headed. Think before you speak. Um, you know, I made that mistake so many times. Um, and on ahaparenting.com, it says, yeah, when your child shares something with you that makes you anxious, use your pause button to stop. Drop your anxiety and breathe sort of take control of your mind almost. It says yeah, your child needs to need your help at this moment, not a reprimand. It's not it's not gonna help going, I can't believe you, what have you done? None of that's gonna help. Actually just um calming yourself, going, okay, there's obviously a, a problem here or a serious problem, and um handle it calmly um and not freak out. The next one is remember that all your child's behavior is communication. Again, communication is actually one of the most important fundamental things that you're probably going to teach your kids. And I'm still learning how to teach my kids communication. Um, but the, the thing that we have to understand that they, they do communicate differently. They will communicate with a cry. They will communicate with a feeling. They will communicate with a frustration. Is it okay? No. But you as the parents should actually be um, taking control of that situation and go, okay, I need to teach them how this is not okay. Um, but also by loving them through this moment. Um, just having them understand that, listen, this is not okay, but we're going to work through this and, and we're, going to, we're going to work through it together. And I'm going to show you how to handle these feelings, these abundant feelings that you're having without getting frustrated and stressed and angry and hurt and, and having this over a period of time. So it's really, really important to do that. And today I just wanted to end off the session. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of what we spoke about today was around showing your, ch your child empathy and empathizing with them, you know. And empathy, um, the, the, the dictionary uh, meaning of empathy is the ability to understand and share their feelings of, or share feelings of one another. Um, to be able to have that, your, your child needs to know that there's a safe place that they can go to. And this is not a thing of gossip. This is a thing of they, they can come to you and go, I'm frustrated because of this. Um, and then you create that safe place by going, okay, there's clearly a problem. How do you think we can fix it? Um, so we're not encouraging feelings, but we help them to understand their feelings. We help them to understand that this is a feeling and can be controlled. 
and then help them to control their feelings. In, in 1 Peter 3 verse it says, Finally, all of you, be, one, be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. So the Apostle Peter counsels Christians to have compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Um, it also is, the Apostle Paul also encouraged empathy when he exhorted fellow Christians to rejoice with those who rejoice, right? This is Romans 12 verse 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn, right? So in the case of your child, you when, they, when they're happy, you're going you're gonna to rejoice with them. When they are mourning, when they're upset or angry, you're, you're obviously not going to be upset and angry with them, but you're going to be with them at that point in time and help them to work through it so it doesn't say don't discipline or don't reprimand your child but quite often we need to, we need God's wisdom when it comes to to this and when when we empathize and when we don't empathize so there's definitely the you know the place where one should um, empathize with your child have compassion and go okay I need to teach them how to do these feelings and then on the other hand there's obviously the discipline side of things where you need to go okay wait this is getting too much now I need to put brakes on it and just making sure that even when you do you're not doing it again out of frustration or anger but you're only doing it out of love amen well I hope that word encouraged you for today um you know we are so eager to have Tundor back, so hopefully she'll be back next week, if not the week after that. Um, but we're going to be ending off today with Bethel, Reckless Love. We will see you next week, moms. Have a good week. So, so good to me For I took a breath You breathe your life in me You've been so, so kind to me Still you give yourself away All the overwhelming, never-ending Reckless love of
Active FM shows? Well, then catch us on Instagram at Active FM Triple Seven. Don't hesitate. Find, follow, and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out. Thank you.